Well, hello and welcome to this latest podcast from Driglinton and Gildersum. Today is the 18th of October and uh, we are continuing to have our mix of real life worship in church, 9.30 at St. Peter's and 11 o'clock at St. Paul's, combined with our online worship through the week and hearing the podcast each week on a Sunday morning. So you can listen to this podcast in a number of different ways. Some of you will be listening on the phone, some on our church website, others through platforms such as uh, iTunes or Spotify. Either way, you are really welcome here today. My name is Paul Walker and I'm the vicar here in Driglinton and Gildersum. Let's begin with a moment's quiet and then I will lead us in our opening prayers. O Lord, open our lips and our mouths shall proclaim your praise. The night has passed and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and one mind. As we rejoice in the gift of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you now and forever. Amen. This week I'm going to be reading from the very beginning of the book of 1 Thessalonians, Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians. Paul, Silas and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be with you. We always thank God for all of you mentioning you in our prayers. We continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labour prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you, because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit, and with deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord, and in spite of severe suffering, you welcomed the message with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. And so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. This is the word of the Lord. I'm going to look today at just one verse, and uh, this this is not a style of preaching that I often do. I um, I usually like to look at a theme or a passage as a whole, but as I was reading through this, um, the readings for this week, the three readings that are set in the lectionary, somehow this one verse stood out to me. So I wanted to go into this in some detail and reflect on. 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 4, it says this, For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you. It's a short verse, but it's packed with meaning. And I want to share three eternal, powerful, biblical truths, timeless truths about the idea of being chosen by God. And the first one is this, we were chosen by grace. We were chosen by grace. Now this goes right back into the Old Testament. We know that 
the people of Israel are often referred to as the chosen people. But have you ever wondered why? Why of all the nations God chose Israel? There were plenty of other nations that he could have chosen. Why did he set his favour on Israel over and above all the other peoples of the earth? What's the basis of God calling them my chosen, as he does in Isaiah 45, which is actually the the Old Testament reading for today. We're not looking into it, but I I noticed as I was reading through, um, the Old Testament reading for today talks about Israel as God's chosen. Well, the basis for it goes back quite a bit before Isaiah. It goes back to the giving of the law in Deuteronomy. And Deuteronomy chapter 7 says this, The Lord your God has chosen you, that's the Israelites, to be a people for his treasured possession out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. It was not because you are more in number than any other people that the Lord set his love on you and chose you, for you were the fewest of the people. And here's a kicker. It's because the Lord loves you. This is amazing, isn't it? The Lord set his love on you and chose you for no other reason than because he loves you. He loves you because he loves you. There doesn't really need to be any more justification than that, does there? That's the deep, ultimate, timeless basis of God choosing you and me. And Paul really just simply underlines a pre-existing biblical truth at the start of this letter. We know, the emphasis on know, in verse 4, we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you. So it is with every Christian. Behind our believing, behind our coming to Jesus, behind all that we do as part of our church, is the grace of God. The choice that God makes to choose us. There is no ground for our being chosen beyond the incomprehensible love of God. This is the work of God and God alone does this saving work for his chosen ones. Let the wonder of that sink in for a moment. Revel in the wonder that you are a Christian because God chose you to be one. Your roots as a child of God are in eternity, in the infinite mind and heart of God. And your faith, your spiritual life and all its fruits are part of God's eternal gift of grace, his plan for you. As Jesus said, you did not choose me, I chose you, John chapter 15, verse 16. So we were chosen as an act of grace. Secondly, we were chosen to bring humility. We were chosen to bring us to humility. You know, the more we consider being chosen, the more the wonder of it grows. And Paul indeed tells us to consider it. And the reason he wants us to think about being chosen is that it will make us humble. And here's the passage that makes this point. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 26 to 29. Consider your calling, says Paul. Consider your calling. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. 
But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. You see the point? Here God explodes all worldly expectations of us somehow being special. And just when we think we might have figured out who God might choose, we see that he's gone the other way, hasn't he? And Paul doesn't leave us to guess what the point of this passage is. He makes it clear at the end. It's this, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. God's choosing is designed to remove our boasting, our privilege, our sense of entitlement, and to make us humble before God. Our choosing is precisely for the annihilation of self on the basis of God's favour. We did nothing, absolutely nothing, nor could we do anything to deserve to be chosen by God. And we can revel in this because we now carry no burden to somehow measure up or justify being chosen. There's no self-justification for only God justifies. So we are chosen by grace and we are chosen so that we can be humble. And then thirdly, we are chosen for eternity. God means for us to be destined for everlasting, all-satisfying praise of an infinitely beautiful, marvellous God. We human beings were designed to find our fullest satisfaction not by looking in a mirror, but by looking at God. And the wonder of being chosen includes the wonder that God has chosen the means to bring us to salvation, bring us home. But eternal glory is not immediate. We know the hymn, don't we, of John Newton. Through many dangers, toils and snares, I have already come. Tis grace that brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. We'll hear that hymn a bit later in the service. And it may be that in this life we are treated just like Jesus, the stone which the builders rejected. But 1 Peter talks about the stone that was rejected being chosen and precious. And that very stone became the cornerstone. And Jesus became the cornerstone of a new way of being, the kingdom of God. He rose from the dead. There was glorious vindication. And so it will be with all God's chosen ones. As he himself says in Matthew 24, verse 31, God will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call and they will gather his chosen ones from the four winds, from one end of heaven to another. Revel in this promise. You might feel like a rejected stone for now, but when he comes, he will make you a pillar in the temple of God, as it talks about in Revelation 3, verse 12. So three marvellous, timeless, beautiful biblical truths to revel in this morning. Firstly, the wonder that you are a Christian because God chose you to be one. Secondly, the wonder that we carry no burden to measure up or to justify 
or to prove ourselves to God. And thirdly, the wonder of eternal life and eternal worship with him. For he is the Lord of Lords and King of Kings, and those with him are called and chosen and faithful. As we move into our hymn for this morning, Amazing Grace, let us pray. God of grace and peace, we rejoice that you have chosen us and empowered us by your Spirit. Lead us then that we may lead others, guide us that we may be the people that you would have us be, direct us that we may do what you would have us do. Through Christ, the Prince of Peace. Amen.
Continue in prayer. May we show your love and your salvation in our lives, Lord, that the church may ever order its priorities, that it may ever grow in holiness and outreach. We pray for the mission of your church to all who are trapped by materialism and consumerism. We remember all those fooled by the glitter and false promises of this world. Spirit of God, guide and strengthen us that we may come to serve you with all openness and humility. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for all who hunger for goodness and righteousness, for all who serve you by serving others. We pray for world leaders and those who influence our future. We pray for our government at a time of difficult choices and those who work in the local councils. We pray for all who work in media, press or broadcasting and for those who seek to care for and improve our environment. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. May we set a good example by the way we live. We all have difficult restrictions placed on us at the moment. Help us to honour those restrictions and to live lives that are not just about what we want, but about keeping others safe. May our homes be places of grace and goodness, of hospitality and kindness. And we pray for good relationships and honest dealings and Pray for homes where that isn't happening, where relationships are breaking down or loved ones are betrayed. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all who are weak. We pray for those who have lost their way and are caught up in darkness. We remember the depressed, the despairing and all who have lost vision or hope. We pray for all in sickness, particularly for any who we know. Take a moment of quiet and just as the uh, music now plays in the background, we can bring to mind and bring to God, either verbally or in our hearts, those who we want to pray for this morning. trust to your power, our friends and loved ones in this world, and pray particularly for those who have departed from our sight, that we may all at the last share in the joy and wonder of your kingdom. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so we come to the Lord's Prayer and we'll say that together as our Saviour taught us. So we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. 
Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And the collect for the 19th Sunday after Trinity. Lord God, for as much as without you we are not able to please you, mercifully grant that your Holy Spirit may in all things direct and rule our hearts. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. May the Lord shield you and protect you. The Lord look upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord fill you with joy and peace. The blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining with me this morning for our podcast, for our worship together for the week commencing the 18th of October. Quick reminder that our churches are open as well on Wednesdays for private prayer. uh, And uh, that happens at St. Peter's from 10 o'clock till 12 and at St. Paul's from 2 o'clock until 4 o'clock. Next week, we um, will be hearing from June, our curate, Uh, She will be preaching and uh, June's actually away this weekend. She's gone down to London. It's uh, her mother's birthday, her 90th birthday, believe it or not. So uh, June is down uh, in uh, the big smoke for a few days and uh, she'll be back uh, tomorrow, I think it is. So thank you so much for joining with me. Have a wonderful week. May God bless you. May you experience all that we spoke about this morning, that idea that we are chosen by God for his purposes. The Lord bless you and preserve you from all evil and keep you in eternal life. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God.